Tell me, what is my favorite Polish dish? Polish vodka. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> It's Megan. I want to start this week's updates by reading a review I received this week. Thank you everyone who wrote reviews this week. I really appreciate that. That helps the podcast get found in iTunes and places like that better. So thank you so much and um, please keep them coming. So this week is titled Inspired Five Stars. Megan is a great interviewer. She listens and really gets to the heart of the topic. I really enjoyed her episode on Paris. It gave me a serious case of wanderlust, and I'm going to prioritize a trip there higher on my bucket list than I had before. From Saturday Night Getcha via Apple Podcasts, United States of America. So I don't know who you are, but I am so thankful for this review. And um, yeah, I re- uh, yeah, thank you. And then the other thing is that if you go to um, travelradiopodcast.com, or if you go even into these show notes, I have created some road trip bingo cards for you to pick out and keep your munchkins busy on the road and off of their tablets at least for a short period of time. And so you'll find things like, you know, looking for specific cars, looking for different types of vehicles, looking for road signs, looking for maybe animals. So there's three different bingo cards, and then there's one bonus card. And that is a beach cleanup bonus card. And so that is also in there. So it's like I picked up, you know, a pound of trash. I picked up five pounds of trash. I, you know, X, Y, and Z. But it's a it's a good thing to do, especially if you're going to be visiting some of our beaches that will be overrun by people. So that can be that can be really for anyone going to the beach this summer. So without further ado, please enjoy this week's episode on Poland, specifically Krakow. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and I am pleased today to have a new guest, Maddie Kay. Maddie, would you take a minute to introduce yourself? Yes. Thank you, Megan, so much for having me. I am uh, Matthew Condrip, uh, or known in the travel industry to everybody as Maddie Kay, uh, located here in Long Island, in New York. Uh, and it is an absolute, absolute honor to uh, be here with you today, Megan. Thank you so, so much for having me. Yeah, I am. I am excited for today because this is a bucket list item for me. But before we get into today's topic, would you actually tell people where they can find you online? Uh, you can find me online just about anywhere, whether it's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, every avenue, LinkedIn, uh, but otherwise you can find me at maddiektravel.com is awesome. probably the easiest way to find me. Okay, great. And I will, at the top of the show page, you'll see Matt's smiling face. And if you just click on his guest profile, his face, it will bring you to his guest profile and I'll have all of the links and everything compiled there so you can get a hold of him very easily. So there's that. All right, Matt, where are we going today? We are going to a Krakow, uh, or as they say in Poland, Krakow. Awesome. Uh, there's a couple of different ways that they say it, but we're going to Krakow today. We're going to Krakow, Poland. Awesome. I had a trip canceled to Poland because of this whole thing, so this is, you know, some virtual travel for me, and we opted not to do the entire country because there's just too much to do, so we'll revisit some other locations later at another time, but today we're going to talk about Krakow, and let's start with how many times you've been to Poland. Uh, I have been to Poland a, 
whopping three times in my lifetime. Uh, most recently in November of 2019. So why is Poland something that you suggest, like a destination that you recommend to your clients? Um, I, I suggest Poland for a couple of different reasons. Um, beyond the fact that I am of Polish descent, um, nobody would ever, you know, realize that, um, that I, I am Polish. Um, but it is one of the most beautiful, uh, countries I've ever been to. Mm -hmm. It is full of culture, excitement. It is, um, not to mention, uh, for us here in the States, uh, the cost factor mm -hmm. is incredibly inexpensive mm -hmm. to go to Poland, uh, hang out in Poland, stay in Poland. Uh, for us to just recently went to drink in Poland. Uh, we'll get into that <laughs> later on a little bit about uh, that cost factor. Uh, but it is, uh, it's so rich in history and culture. And it's, it's, uh, it's a forgotten country a lot of times in, uh, in Europe that uh, has so much to offer. Awesome. Yeah, I, well, you know, we have this service history in uh, you and I in common. And for us, we really are intrigued by the World War II history, especially. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's out there for me and someday we'll get there. And I'm excited about that. But for today, let's, let's get into this country a little bit. So, you know, a lot of travelers, and travel agents don't like to go back to the same destination twice. And you've told us that you've gone three times. So, I mean, it has some grasp on you. Can you share a story about how Poland has made its way into your heart and why you go back again and again? Uh, well, it's, uh, you know, like I said, my, my, uh, my heritage is that of Polish descent. Um, my um, uh, paternal grandmother, um, was uh, born in Bialystok, which mm -hmm. is in the northeast uh, part of Poland. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother uh, and uh, my family fled Poland uh, uh, pre-war, mm -hmm. uh, before the war started. Uh, my grandmother actually came here, served uh, in the United States Army. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, Man, that's incredible. But, yes, it was absolutely incredible to learn that history and learn that about my grandmother, especially going back, you know, to that time during the war and right after the war. Um, but, uh, being not only of Polish descent, but being a, uh, a Polish Jew, um, uh, from Long Island, New York, and I'll, uh, accentuate everybody makes fun of when I say Long Island. Uh, <laughs> I love it. it. Keep going. <laughs> It is, um, uh, it's so rich in history. It's so, so what brought me there, um, uh, when I was a little bit younger in my younger days, when there weren't gray hairs all over my head, um, I had, uh, dated a girl who was actually happened to be from Poland and her dad lived in Poland. And, uh, we found our, ourselves, uh, going back to Poland and, uh, meeting the family, if you will. And, oh uh, got to take a trip all through, uh, you know, uh, all, all throughout Poland and having that Polish speaker with us was, was pretty cool. But, uh, one of the most important things that as a, uh, a Polish Jew, as even as a Polish Jewish American, and for anybody I think was important was to go to Krakow, 
and, and stay there and then take that trip to uh, Auschwitz and Birkenau and experience mm-hmm. um, some part of uh, world history yeah. and uh, what did go on during, during that time and um, how it found its way into my heart is it is such a beautiful country. You know, everybody thinks, you know, being here from Long Island, everybody thinks of Italy, Greece, mm-hmm. England, the island. Nobody thinks of Poland. Nobody thinks of that beauty and how incredible uh, this country really is. And I challenge anybody to uh, head out to Krakow and head into the old town, to that square, mm-hmm. and to some of those bars, restaurants, the food, the drinks, the atmosphere. It will blow you away. really really well all right challenge accepted yes (laughs) cool that's that's awesome uh, explanation i appreciate that now you know let me just ask you this question because you mentioned auschwitz and birkenau um and i think we'll probably get into this later but did you have an emotional experience there um yeah you know surprisingly uh, my first experience uh, of Auschwitz-Birkenau was a little bit of disgust, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know you were told when I came on this podcast I don't I don't have a filter I, I don't um, <laughs> you know, kind of uh, sugarcoat anything, but um, <laughs> I, I remember we we took the we took the private car service and, and we pulled up to Auschwitz and uh, we get out and. And I remember seeing these kids running around. There's people laughing. There's there's people kind of yapping on their cell phones. And here I am thinking to myself, I'm like, uh, I, I couldn't eat breakfast this morning, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm 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 like I'm nauseous just thinking about it. Mm. And uh, and it's like, oh my god. I'm like, and now here we here I am. I'm in Auschwitz and. There's a guy walking around with a hot dog cart and a stand and there's a food court and I'm nauseous and like people yeah. are just like it's just any other it's like being at the Statue of Liberty and, and there's no um, it's a solemn uh, part of history. It's a solemn place and uh, it was something that was uh, very emotional to me uh, as uh, like I said having a, a, a Polish Jewish descent. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a complete different experience uh, when we took, as they call it, the the march from Auschwitz over to Birkenau, which mm. is uh, which was you know was the death camp uh, yeah. side of things. Yeah. Uh, so totally different uh, different experience there. Uh, I just cringe to think of the disrespect that people are doing, and you know, in that in your story, just I saw an article about that last year where it was like. Someone posted a picture of this couple, like, making out and taking Instagram-ish, you know, worthy, if you will, photos. And then they just planted their picture on every social media page they could. Like, you are so disrespectful. You're pretty much at, like, a grave site. You need to, you know, get it together. Ugh, I'm sorry yes, that was your first abs- experience. Yeah, and, and and what I'll say with that is, and it was a topic of conversation on my previous trip, was um, there was some conversation of whether or not uh, the people we were with, are we going to go, not go? And um, because we didn't want to take away from such an amazing trip that we had. But I think it's very important for anybody who's thinking or contemplating going to Poland and especially going to that southern part into Krakow, take the day, 
experience it. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna ruin your trip. It's not gonna put a damper on your trip. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You can you know you spend your day there, and then you're gonna be right back into the old town that evening and having a drink over at the uh, Hard Rock Cafe, and <laughs> and then headed headed over to some of the other uh, uh, establishments there. Uh, but it, it's uh, it's something that uh, like you said you have to experience. It's important to experience, uh, and it, it makes us never forget. Yeah. Uh, even just like you know some of the things that are going on in history today. Mm-hmm. And uh, but th- but then it, it's it's not something that's going to ruin your trip, you yeah. know per se. So, as you mentioned, there were kids there. We we actually had some hesitancies to bring our children. That was something that we were concerned and were kind of planning on not doing because our children are young and we. We're not sure how exposing them would to that at this age, like if that would, how that would affect them. Do you think that that's a wise choice? We have a, we have a, well, okay, now he's five and she's mm-hmm. eight. What do you think about that for as far as taking children to that sort of a historic experience? Well, you know, I have a uh, a five year old, a four year old, and a two year old. Oh my gosh! God uh, bless I you. I think yes, yes, and and when we talk about um, uh, Zubrovich, uh, I'm probably not saying it right at this point. But when we talk about Polish vodka, everybody wonders why. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Um, there, uh, there's no. I think they're a little young at that point. They're not going to grasp it. Mm -hmm. I think when the kids hit middle school into high school, it's an important age. You know, I always said to my wife, when we hit the time of learning about the Roman empire, we're going to go to the Colosseum. We're going to go in and see that. And when we're, when the, the kids are learning about World War II. We're going to go to Normandy. We're going to yep. go to we're going to go to Poland. We're going to go to Germany. Um, but at that young age, they're not going to understand that there's mm-hmm. too much going on. Uh, yeah. I don't think it, it, it. And you can't blame the the kids at the age of five sure. or, or three to sure. you know be be out there dancing around and you know mm-hmm. as as my kids would probably be singing a Disney song there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mine too. All right, yeah. well, let's let's change gears a little bit then, and let's go for um, something a little more light. Was there something uh-huh. funny or surprising for you when you first visited Krakow? Um, how well? Number one, everybody speaks English. Okay. In uh, in Poland, everybody speaks perfectly good English. Okay. And everybody loves Americans. Everybody's fascinated uh, by America. Um, wow. The, uh, the atmosphere, the liveliness, the hus—they uh, are so hospitable. Wherever you go, um, it's it's like uh, we're family, and come on in, come into our restaurant, come into our store, come spend time with us. It was, uh, it was just, it was incredible. It, it was like you're that long lost cousin uh, when you would walk into a restaurant or a store, and they just open their hearts to you. Mm. Yes, and you are their long-lost cousin, so awesome. So then did you experience anything in Krakow that made you feel, like, small or really spark awe inside of you? Not, like, belittling small, like, the world is so large kind of an experience. Uh, 
uh, Vavel Castle. Yes. Okay. W a w a w e l is actually Vavel. Okay. Um, the W's in uh, Polish are apparently uh, pronounced with a V, and I'm sure. Well, this is uh, when this goes up. Uh, my Polish friends are going to um, poke fun at you. Uh, They'll poke fun at me yes. first. You got to correct me. So really, it's a, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, uh, Vavil Castle. Um, it was uh, was it? Yeah, it was just absolutely, absolutely incredible. So you know, as with most European countries, this area has been developed over thousands of years. Um, but when you think of it, like a lot of these regions have something that distinguishes them. When you think of Krakow, what stands out to you? Uh, the old town. That's what stands out uh, more than anything. Uh, when you think of um, Krakow, or as you would say, Krakow, uh, the old town is—it's um, just—it's so incredible. The atmosphere, the feeling that—and um, I remember being there in November. It was, uh, you know, as the sun starts to go down a little bit earlier than. Um, you know, than it would say now. And yeah, it's just uh, starting to be about four o'clock, I think, at that point. Yeah, the, the sun's setting and it gets a little chilly, and uh, everybody's walking, you know, getting uh, the rides in the horse drawn carriages around town. And it, it was just uh, just that feeling. Uh, it's, it's indescribable, uh, especially over a podcast, let alone even just in person to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to feel that it was it was just absolutely absolutely incredible yeah i we did a horse-drawn carriage uh for a christmas market this last year and um Mm -hmm. yeah i i can get it a little bit it that is a a cool atmosphere that's really cool yeah so what are some day trip options from krakow that people might take if they were to like use it as a home base maybe um, well, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, you know, something that's very important, which is an all day trip, uh, would be to go to Auschwitz Birkenau. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with that, it's, it's not all, um, you know, uh, doom and gloom and, and, and what that obviously is, uh, a solemn day of reflection and learning, uh, about something that we say, uh, never again, yeah. you know, uh, especially in a time now where, uh, there's so much uh, unrest, whether it's in America or within the world, uh, over so many different things. Uh, that is definitely a, an all-day trip. I remember uh, my first time in Krakow uh, being able to go on a Segway tour. Yeah, okay. And uh, if, if you've ever been on one of those Segways, um, yes. they are uh, something else. Uh, <laughs> They're fun, and through. then you're all like, yeah, I almost killed are. myself. Uh-huh. So to jump on a Segway... Uh, uh, but one of the spotlights to the trip, and I will—I'll uh, get you a picture that you can add uh, into this—is—is okay. uh, is the salt mines. Oh yes. Uh, the salt mines was absolutely, absolutely incredible, and they host functions down there. The night we actually ate dinner in the salt mine. Oh cool. And uh, but while that was going on, it seemed to have been, uh, from my understanding, there was some sort of a. Uh, whether it was a boxing tournament or UFC-style MMA-type uh, thing going on down there. Wow. Uh, but 
it was it was packed to the gills, uh, thousands of people. Um, and obviously they're not all you know going down the steps like we did, but to take the actual tour where you go down those steps, there are chapels, churches. That's um, wild. You know, yeah, Poland is a very very religious country. Yes. Um, obviously, when uh, the Jews. Uh, you know, fled Poland. Uh, you know, during the during the war, and I mentioned the war, World War Two. Uh, it is a very, very Roman Catholic country, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they were very religious. So, within the salt mines are all these chapels that they could go and pray throughout the day, and mm-hmm. during their time that they were spent down there, uh, are absolutely breathtaking and gorgeous. And there is a picture of myself and the group that I went with on this previous trip. Um, and for anybody in the U.S. travel industry, you'll recognize uh, a bunch of us, um, some from some major uh, hotel organizations. Hmm. And it was it was breathtaking. The um, the walls made from and it was just it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, kind of put that into your mind how big of an opening and enclosure it must be so far underground to have sporting events and that many people and churches. It's just incredible. And like, how is it working? How does it stay up? I don't know. That's awesome. How how did it stay there? And then I remember the, um, the elevator ride up where they, you know, you feel your ears popping and I have to uh, be in, um, uh, I don't know, it's a cable car or a um, elevator car with uh, Hillary, uh, another travel advisor from the Midwest, and uh, and Hillary happened to be not just a travel advisor, she uh, was a music therapy teacher, hmm. and it was uh, it, it was a it was it was an experience going. Going up, and I remember Hillary singing say, to calm singing? our nerves. Oh, she was singing to calm our nerves, and to this day, you'll never forget that beautiful voice um, uh, as we were going up. And, and and obviously, it's safe, and it's you know they they check mm-hmm. it, they inspect it. But um, when you're rattling against, and you feel the the pressure change. It was uh, a very surreal experience. It sounds like it. Wow. Yeah. Well, then let's... um, Okay, sorry. We have the salt mines. We have Auschwitz. Is there another day trip option you would like to mention? I'm thinking another day trip was uh, Vavil Castle. Yep. uh, Which was uh, definitely a day to do that. There is the river. You can actually take a a river cruise uh, through. They have boats there uh, right off. uh, We stayed at the Sheridan, uh, which was an incredible uh, hotel right right outside the old town. Uh, beautiful. So for those coming from the States looking for your uh, uh, nice, uh, you know, four star amenity, you know, four or five star amenity hotel that um, is not, you know, when you, we go to, you know, being an American going to Europe and you see the size of the beds or you see the size of the room, sometimes you're 
a, a little surprised yeah. about what is provided. Yes. Uh, whereas uh, the Sheraton right outside the old town is um, a, a perfect spot, and you overlook the um, the river, if is you will. It, I'm going to throw and, out a name. Fistula. Yeah. Yep, How do you that's say it? it? Uh, just, uh, I will go with however you said it, and I'm sure, like I said, when we post this, we'll get a, we'll get a couple of uh, DMs uh, slid in there with. Yeah, uh, well, if this, with the if these are, if W's are V's, though, I'm gonna go with V's or W's. So I'll say Wistula. That's what I'm going. Sure. Wistula River. All right. Oh sure. man. Sounds we're, good. We're gonna get raked uh, over but, the coals. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> And we and you can definitely, definitely see uh, um, such a beautiful, beautiful uh, thing. Great. So then um, let's go to something that I'm pretty excited about. I do like to talk about dining in the destinations that we talk about here. So let's talk about Polish cuisine. And did you, you know, what was your take on it? And did you have a favorite dish? Um, did I have a favorite dish, my take on the Polish cuisine? So, uh, when you go in November, uh, it's a very important time of year in Poland. Uh, it is, I, I don't want to call it the harvest, but it is goose season. Oh. It is, uh, goose and goose and lots of it. Um, oh. But with that, uh, my favorite cuisine is Bigos. And how to describe Bigos, um, uh, how do I describe Bigos? Um, that's going to be, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of, um, uh, meat, vegetables, uh, uh, it's got, uh, a meat, it's got sauerkraut in it, it's got, um, some bacon bread. Mm. It, it's just, Is it uh, like a as I say, stew? This, similar to a stew. Um, but it's not liquidy. It's, uh, <laughs> it's very hearty. It's meat. And, um, it, like I said, it, it's got, uh, some sort of a meat. It's got, um, bacon, uh, the sauerkraut, which gives it that, um, like a punch, say, bitter taste. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Um, cabbage to it, uh, and, and it's um, onions and kabasi. Even if if you wanted to really get, it, it's all of your meats, and that sauerkraut just gives it that incredible, incredible um, taste to it. Uh, that is my absolute, absolute favorite. Um, so there is a soup. Uh, it's a red beet soup called red borscht mm. soup. Uh, you have to have a certain palate, if you will, for it. Yeah. Uh, but it is uh, it, it's very authentic. It's served on a regular basis uh, with with uh, with meals during that time. Just like you know when when they're they're serving uh, their excuse me, their meals during, uh, that November time, it, uh, it, it, it's very, uh, each, um, 
uh, as your uh, grandma would would make it. You know, in each different culture, grandma makes their their different meals in a, yeah. in a different way. And uh, but bigos is just something to uh, to look forward to. Anytime I saw that on the menu, I was jumping at it. <laughs> Good. I, you know, I'm surprised that you, you gave no mentions to pierogies. Uh, oh, pierogies. Pierogies are uh, kind of like pasta in Italian. Mm-hmm. Pierogies are everywhere. Uh, they are, a, I don't want to say a dime a dozen, but that would there's be good fine pierogies. With me. I would pierogies. eat several dozen. Yeah. Every, all day long, there was pierogies. Uh, you could not have enough. Uh, and they are stuffed with everything from meat, cheese, uh, onion, uh, just just plain potato pureed inside of a uh, pierogi is just. Um, I would leave this country you know, so fat. It would be yes. amazing. Oh, I, I, as we're talking <laughs> about this, I do know, uh, as I say this, you know, I'm here on Long Island, there's supposedly a new Polish restaurant that just opened up recently, mm. uh, still under. Uh, level one, two, something quarantine. So I don't think they're open yet, but uh, you, you've got me definitely feeling. But they're about, going to be successful because you're going to keep them in business. Absolutely, oh, I'm going to keep them in business. <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent. Awesome. Was there a dish that you tried that you said this is not for me? Uh, yeah. There was a couple. And I want to say, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was, if it wasn't rabbit, it was uh, something similar along those lines. Mm. But, but some some of even the the bird, I'm not a bird eater. Okay. Um, Which would make sense because rabbit does have, you know, kind of the similar yeah, characteristics that, of chicken that, or poultry. Yeah, that, that was not my... Um, Okay. And, and, and say this now, somebody's going to be, you know, sliding into my DMs, yeah, something at me. Nah, that's not <laughs> what it is. That's not what it is. Well, that's what I. That's what I remember. Okay. But, um, that's yeah. That's, that's that was right. not my thing. Bigos, bigos, and uh, and 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 some bison grass-fed vodka. Cool. It's perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk? You know, while we're in the cuisine section, you want to talk about the vodka? Oh, vodka, Polish vodka. You the, so when we talk about the the, the, the cost factor of going to, to Poland, and uh, you know we're we're not you know we're travel advisors. We're not rich people. We're not you know out, out there uh, you know making millions of dollars. And I and I remember being in this bar one night in, in Krakow and and ordering a. a, a you know, drinks. I think there was 13 of us that night. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'll order this first round of drinks and a couple hundred dollars. And then I'm, I'm off the hook for the night. <laughs> and she said to me, $36. And I'm like, $36. I'm like, oh, hi. You know, that's 18 times two. It's a good Jewish number. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm like, $36 for drinks for 12 of us. I'm like, wait a second. And she's sitting there and she's pouring the vodka into the little thing. I'm like, let me ask you. How much is it for the bottle of vodka that you got on ice? And she's like, God, oh. it came out to, in, in Polish, the dollar is the złota. And I said, uh, well, how much is it in U.S. dollars? And it came up to $30 U.S. And I'm like, so I'll take two bottles of vodka and we'll figure it out ourselves. <laughs> and she's 
And she looked at me like I had 10 heads. And I'm like, so, you know, going out here in New York, Miami, you know, where we were from, to spend $60 for I a mean, couple of drinks. drinks. It, it is, I'm like, that's nothing. I'm yeah. like, you're going to give me two bottles of vodka for $60? I'm like, okay, boom, done. It's good. <laughs> We've got it. So we... We, I took those two bottles of vodka and I walk back and everybody looks at me and the sparklers are going and I'm like, I just put two bottles of vodka. It's not a big deal. And all of a sudden now, but if, if you buy two bottles of vodka, you're in the VIP area and they start treating you like completely different. So from that point <laughs> forward that we were in Poland, we didn't order by the drink. We ordered by the bottle. Very so smart. for the same group of 12 or 13 of us that went out every night, each everybody had the responsibility each night to buy one bottle of vodka that cost anywhere between $20 and $40. Now, that's a great deal. But yeah. it, it, it just enabled us to drink a little bit more than, you know, we normally would. Well, it sounds like a good time. It was an amazing time. It was just... You wake up the next day and sure you were tired. Mm-hmm. There was no hangover. Yeah. It's not like drinking, you know, some of these brands that you have here in the states, and it's like, oh my god, the next day it's like, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> bathtub oh, gin. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, same thing when you go to Italy, you drink the red wine in Italy. There's no sulfites in in that red wine that's giving you a headache. You can drink four bottles of it, drink some grappa, mm-hmm. and wake up the next day and you're ready to roar and and go out on a tour. Yeah, Same great. thing in Poland with the vodka. There's no additives. It is pure, pure potato vodka. It was incredible. What about, let's just get on to it. Like, there's a, you know, now that we're out and we're shopping, how can travelers expect to handle money? Uh, I mean, very simply, uh, one of two things. Uh, and, and I see this to any of my clients prior to traveling. You want to obviously have a credit card with you. Mm-hmm. You want to... Uh, do a little bit of research ahead of time, something that's either offering a 0% transaction fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Those credit cards are out there. Uh, I'm not going to say names right now because each day, week, month, it's it's like the terms and conditions of your, sure. your, your contracts right now. They're all everly changing. But there are those options out there for a uh, $0, $0 uh, tra- foreign transaction, foreign transaction fee. Fees. Yep. And, and then the Polish Zwolta, uh, because everybody does speak English in Poland, and like I said, if they don't, for the most part, they're working in a touristy area, they speak English, they're BSing you if they don't, uh, <laughs> you can very easily figure out, they'll say to you, you know, 400 Zwolta, uh, the $1, $2, and $5 Zwolta coming coin fashion uh, not just the you know twenty five cents or fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I say that, it is important to mention uh, because there is sometimes that people are like, "Oh my God, the bathrooms in Europe cost money." Yes. If you're in Europe and you stop and you want to use as they call it the public toilet, it is customary. It could cost you fifty cents, a dollar, two dollars. That's normal. You know, uh, here but there's we typically did a, uh, an attendant watching them and making yes, sure that they're clean. It, so it's worth it. It is absolutely. I would. I'll. I'll pay a dollar any day of the week if I could walk into Penn Station, and and have a clean bathroom. Mm. Uh, absolutely. I, I would probably pay ten dollars. <laughs> 
to go in there and have a clean bathroom at Penn Station. Yeah. Uh, but we tried that recently here on Long Island at a uh, at a Winter Wonderland uh, festival. I'm like, God, yeah, we're going to charge them a dollar to use the bathroom. Oh, my God, how could you charge them? That's customary in yeah. Europe. Yeah. It, it's normal. It really is. So, um, But the, the Polish Walter, uh, you'll know your conversion rate. You will end up, uh, for the most part, at least right now, the dollar is a lot stronger than the Zwalta. Uh, you'll, you'll make out pretty good there with that. Okay, great. So then, you know, just being out at night, and uh, I know you were with a group, so you probably didn't experience it, but did you have any concerns for personal safety? Um, honestly, no. Um, you know, being especially in Krakow, in the old town, uh, nobody wants to walk down a dark alley by yourself. And, and that's any country, any city, whether you're mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was always this um, stigma that uh, when you go to Rome, they're going to pickpocket you. And I, and I say coming from New York, use common sense. You keep your wallet, your money in your front pocket, keep your cash away from your wallet. So that way, if you do get pickpocketed, you're not losing your cash and your wallet all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, you're you locking your, your passport away, keeping a copy of it with you so you're not losing your original passport. Uh, making sure you're signing up for the STEP program, making yes. sure you do know where your local embassy is as an American citizen, uh, simple things like that. But um, I never felt any uh, safety concerns being in Poland. I felt it was a very, especially in Krakow, yes. very lively till till the wee hours of the morning uh, when you're coming out of uh, Shine, uh, one of the local uh, clubs in Krakow, uh, as, as my friend Joni will laugh when she hears the name of that place. <laughs> uh, there is... Uh, there's always somebody around. There's always some good halal food um, uh, in the middle of the night or, mm-hmm. you know, grabbing a cheeseburger or grabbing something to mm-hmm. head back to your hotel. Uh, Uber works there. Uh, I think it was another car service type thing. But remember, in the old town of Krakow, cars are not allowed. Okay. So you're going to stay in a hotel such as the Sheridan or such as one of those local hotels right on the outskirts and you're going to walk it right in. Cool. And it's just as quick because you're going to, you're going to call that, um, Uber and they're going to literally drive five feet, charge you 20 <laughs> bucks. And, and there's no reason <laughs> at that point. Awesome. That's a good tip. All right. I was The next question is about public transportation. So, but it's, it doesn't sound like we need it. You're just walking. And I think that that's fantastic. Yes, lots of walking. Uh, there are the, uh, I, I want to call them trains, but they're more like buses that are hooked up to the electrical mm-hmm. uh, things up top uh, as a, you know, sheltered Long Island boy. I'm not sure the name of them. but Yeah, I mean, something uh, like a cable car, like a, a modern exact, trolley. Exactly, there you go, cable, cable car, trolley, uh, readily accessible, uh, easy, to, easy to grab. Um, they're everywhere. You can use the Uber app. Uh, we did it a bunch of times. There's cabs everywhere. Okay. Everybody's safe. There's cameras. Uh, so um, as the, as you know, being a, a married father to three little girls, uh, safety, especially for women, to me is paramount. Mm-hmm. It's important, and uh, there is no lack of safety in in going to Krakow. Wonderful. Good to know. Okay. 
Well, and then we already talked about Uber being available and also not necessary. So, I mean, that's the end of the formal questions that I had, you know, written out that I wanted to ask you. But, you know, is there anything that I've missed? I want to give you an opportunity to include it. Um, I I think we really talked about everything. You know, we talked about um, the feel, the markets, the the walking around. You know, like I said, when we were there in November, it was a little chilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the first place we hit, we hit that Hard Rock Cafe, so that a little bit of that American feel. But it was uh, right in the old square. Uh, you went in, we hit some of the shops and some of the things, as they say, you know, Bobcha. Uh, as they call grandma, you know, a, mm. uh, a, a knickknack that you want to bring home and mm. bring to your families. There's shops everywhere and, and just as easily there's Versace and oh. and Louis Vuitton. And, and there's so much uh, that's there and available to you. Uh, ATMs everywhere. Okay. Uh, it was just something that was just absolutely, absolutely incredible going to Krakow. Well, Matt, this was really good information. I'm glad that we got a chance to talk this out. Thank you so much for being my guest. Oh, thank thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to come on here, talk about it. Um, uh, honestly, you know, given the opportunity that this last time that I went was uh, a big part of it was uh, the Travel Show Marketing Group uh, was hosting the European Travel Forum. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, um, there was a group of us that were put together with um, help of the all-inclusive collection from Hard Rock that um, Ash Tembi and Carolise Felipe put together. And they put together this group of us that have become such tight-knit, such good friends. Mm. And um, it, it was it was something so incredible. Um, there is, you know, the European Travel Forum coming up, uh, which got moved uh, due yes. to everything going on in the world. But March of 2021, yes. we'll be back in Poznan, in Poland. Ooh, and, uh, maybe I yes. will be. It, it's, uh, there's a good chance Maddie K will be back in Poland again. <laughs> good. And, uh, I hope so. Yes. There's a good chance. We just got to get uh, some of our friends to uh, get off and head over to Poland to visit us. Wonderful. Well, I hope so. Well, I really appreciate it. And just one more time, tell people where they can find you online in case they want to plan their own Polish adventure and they would like you to put that together for them. Uh, If you want to find me, whether it's Poland, it's anything, you want to stop and just say hello, you can find Maddie K. I am on every form of social media, uh, MaddieKTravelGroup.com. And uh, just about anywhere, uh, send the smoke signal up and Maddie K is going to find you. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. I hope we get to do this sometime soon again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was really, really a pleasure to uh, spend some time with you today. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you were on. All right. Well, this is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good night or good morning. 